First of all, I, I wanted to start with with your you growing up in California. Um, when people hear Compton, California, I think they get an image in their mind. Oh yeah, a lot of people get like a bad image. You know, it has a, a negative connotation uh, that goes along with uh, Compton, California. A lot of people really don't know Compton is only like it's a small town. It's a it's a nine mile radius in uh, L.A. County, and uh, I mean, uh, just not Compton. I grew up throughout L.A. Uh, for me, I always tell people, uh, you know, I'm one of six. My mom had me when she was 22 years old, and um, you know, uh, I'm, I'm my mom's fifth child. So, you know, by the time my mom was 28, she had a six. So, you know, we grew up pretty much uh, underprivileged, uh, but w we had a lot of love in our family. And, uh, you know, when I, when I always say I grew up in Compton, California, man, I, I live, I always tell people, um, you know, I never really had my own my own room, my own, you know, my own space in my house because me and my older brother shared a room and uh, my sister shared a room and my mom, you know, had her own room. And, uh, but... You know, we moved so much because, you know, I always tell people I lived in a new home every year. So, like, I, I'm, I'm I, like, when he, my name ring bells when we go back, when I go back home in L.A., I always tell people I know so many people because it wasn't just uh, me networking or anything. It's, it's me uh, living in so many different places because I always tell people uh, growing up, I lived in a new place every year because, you know, we was less fortunate. You know, my mom did what she could, you know, to get money and um, support us. And, you know, evictions came. You know, money issues came, and you know, my mom did the best she could for us, and uh, I'm thankful because, you know, the way I turned out today, and uh, she instilled great core values in me that a lot of my friends with both parents had. You know, wasn't getting at home, and you know, come to California, the streets got to them, and you know, I'm happy that my life turned out well. Was that rough on you though, Daytona? You were young, so maybe at a point in you growing up, you realized. Well, I don't know if this is is normal or not, or, or did you realize you were underprivileged? Well, you know. Uh, you know the, the the cool part about being underprivileged is that uh, is is crazy because you know you realize that everyone in your neighborhood and everybody around you, you know it could be a facade. You know guys could you know paint that picture that they're doing better and that you know they have more, but you know in the general like everyone lives in this community, everyone lives in the same situation, so everyone's going through the same thing. So at the at the end of the day, I, I had a core group of friends that. Uh, knew that and uh, they understood that and they were, they wanted better better for themselves and I I did too so we always kept each other intact. Did you lose any of your friends growing up? Oh yeah man, I lost a few friends man. I've been losing friends since elementary school and uh, I remember the first time um, where I knew uh, death was real. Uh, I can remember being in the fifth grade. Uh, one of my um, one of my classmates was murdered. You know what I mean? I was just like in wow. fifth grade. In the fifth grade, uh, walking walking home in the park, murdered. You know, and I was just like wow, like. That could be me, you know. I'm, I'm a young adult, fifth grade. I'm probably around five four, five five. Um, you know, I'm that's still, you know, I, I look like a, a young adult, but you know, young adults is that's that was the age that, you know, kids are starting to get into that lifestyle and, you know, the streets, get into the the youth early and uh, I mean, same thing that's going on in Chicago and all these inner cities now. It's it's a, it's a cycle and uh, you know, a lot of people got to break that. You had a, a support system at home. Mm -hmm. uh, it sounds like you had a lot of brothers and sisters. Oh no, I had uh, I had one one older brother, and um, I had four sisters, and uh, I have three three sisters that's older than me and one younger than me. And uh, pretty much my older brother, uh, you know, he's six years older than me. I always tell people I always laugh about it because uh, my older brother was uh, he always stayed at home. He, he always lived with my mom. You know, now he's doing his own thing. He has his wife and his kids now, but. You know, he always stayed at home, so I always tell people, man, I shared a room in the bed with my older brother, 
for 18 years, you know, well, 17 years until I left off into college, and he was still there at the house, you know. So, you know, a lot of his mistakes I got to learn from, and a lot of things that he did I actually learned from, and I, I did it the opposite way, which made me successful. And uh, one thing I always thank my older brother for is that he was my guidance, and, uh, you know, he never let me, you know, get involved with gangs, and he never let me, you know, hang with that wrong crowd because, you know, my mom always made sure that, she, my mom was so strict that she, she was like, if you, if Dayton cannot go with you, then you can't go. So my brother used to be so pissed all the time, but I feel like that, that leadership that my brother was given early made sure that he stayed out of trouble because he couldn't go back home without me being there. You know, something happened to me, uh, my mom would have lost it. So we understood that early and uh, we just followed the rules. Did you have a relationship with your father growing up? Well, uh, I never met my father. It's a crazy thing. Uh, I never met my father. Uh, uh, you know, I wish I did. Uh, we all got uh, different dads. You know, uh, all all different dads. Uh, no dad in the house. I mean, I, I never met mine, but my my siblings did. Uh, you know, it never really bothered me until I started getting older. And I'd be like, man, like my buddies, they got nice things. You know, they got dads around. You know, I wish my dad could come to a game, wish my dad could work. I used to see a lot of my friends, dads used to be trying to, like, work with them in football. I used to be like, and they used to be complaining. Or I used to be like, man, I wish I had a dad that could come coach me and, you know, do certain things because I felt like I would have been a better player and a better man today. A lot of things I had to learn on my own and teach myself, and uh, uh, I feel like no kid should ever have to do that. Well, you're a father now. Oh, yeah. You've got a little girl. How old is your little girl? Oh, she actually just turned one, uh, October she just 15th. Turned one. Yeah, so, just turned one. So, so how, how have you kind of... You didn't have that father figure growing up. Yeah, you, not, you had your brother, not, but but now you are the father figure the father to someone. Now, so nothing more special in the world, is it? Oh man, it's, it's 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 the best feeling in the world. I wanted a boy at first, but like <laughs> now I have her. It's like you know I couldn't ask for anything, you know, close to myself. Like when I see her, you know she's me. So uh, at the end of the day, I'm, I know she's watching. Um, Everything I do, she's trying to copy. She's she's trying to do everything I do. She gets into everything, and uh, at the end of the day, I just want her to see, uh, you know, what's real, and give her those core positive values. You know, I know I won't be here forever, but you know, before you know, I'm gone. You know, and instill the right things in her, so she can grow up as a a great a great lady herself and uh, do all the right things. Did you feel like Dayton? You needed to stay close to home. Is that why you ended up at UCLA? Uh, nah. Uh, a lot of, a lot of people don't know this. Um, you know, growing up in L.A., inner-city kid, Los Angeles, uh, you know, uh, during the time of when I really started gaining an interest in football, I started playing football when I was in the 10th grade. I started off on the JV level, and um, I played a, I played a couple snaps of varsity. You know, if we were blowing the team out or getting blown out, you know, they had thrown me in a varsity game. And, uh, you know, I had a big interest in USC. At the time when I started playing football, I never would have thought that, you know, they, myself was going to become this great football player, this great athlete. I played basketball, but I would have never thought that, you know, I'll in two, three years, I'll be, you know, one of the best defensive ends in, in, in the world and one of the best recruits in the world. And, you know, I never thought I had that dream, but I kept working. I kept working hard, two or days every day for me. And, you know, I let our, even though I played JV, I let our varsity team in sacks my first year in, um, in sacks. Uh, and after that year, I got my first few offers, which was USC. So a lot of people don't so know. So USC this. was your first offer? US, USC was my first college offer. Okay. USC and UCLA are 13 minutes apart. And um, 13 minutes, which is crazy. 13 minutes apart. Yeah. And um, a lot of people don't know this. My older sister passed away when I was 11 years old. So my mom had 
you know, five kids by the time she was uh, 21. My mom had my older sister when she was 16. You know, she had my older brother when she was 15. She had my older sister when she was six, my first older sister when she was 16, my second, 17, my third, uh, 20, and then me at 21, and then my younger sister at 28. So, wow. Uh, my mom grew up fast. She grew up young, learned from the streets, and, uh, you know, we grew up we grew up pretty tough, uh, really well-disciplined because my mom understood that, you know, the things that are now being brought to light um, in these communities was going on back then, but, you know, much worse wasn't video cameras, you know. Um, you know, no one was worrying about, you know, uh, people coming through, doing drive-bys, this, that, another. So my mom was really, really strict on us, made sure that, you know, we're taking care of everything we need to take care of as far as in our uh, curriculum. We're learning and um, make sure we're doing homework. Uh, but my mom never had, had a, she never really had a job, so it was always hard for her to support us, you know? But um, now I think back about all those things, and I mean, I, I smile and uh, I do everything I can to uh, stay positive and uh, uh, keep a positive outlook on life. Uh, everybody always asks me, man, Dayton, why you smile too much, man? <laughs> nah, like, I always tell people, like, when it's time to turn it on, I'm gonna turn it on, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna turn it on that to the full max. And I don't think there's anybody tougher than me when it's when it's turned on, you know. But when, when I'm when I'm going through it, I'm gonna smile, you know, because I've I've seen a lot, you know, things that people shouldn't sh shouldn't see ever in their life lifetime, things that people see at war, and uh, you know, those those things motivate me now today to be a better person and um, uh, raise my family the right way. Well, at some point, did did you realize that? that athletics could be kind of an out for you? Oh, yeah. It seems like you got into football kind of I late, think, so it may not have been even think, your first um, love. I think once I, I received that first scholarship offer, and I actually seen Pete Carroll when I was in 11th grade come up to my school to recruit me out of, all the, out of all these guys that been playing football their whole life and been doing everything to get better at football. He came to recruit me, and I was just like, wow, this is a real wake-up call that USC is ranked number one in the nation. You know, I'm a junior in high school. The beginning of my junior year, I mean, was completed my uh, – Junior year, year of football yet, my second year of football ever. You know, Pete Carroll's coming to recruit me, so I mean, it was a great honor, and I, I kept that, and I was just like, I was so um, excited to just be able to compete against some of, these, some of the great talent, you know, around my community and, you know, all the other schools. You were the number two ranked defensive end coming out of California in 2008. Yeah. Do you know who was number one? Who was number one, West Horton? He was a teammate of yours at UCLA. Was it Damian Holmes? Damian Holmes. I couldn't believe that, man. Uh, <laughs> I, I mean, he's a great he's a great player. Don't get me wrong, but man, I remember we went to U.S. Uh, U.S. Nike camp. We were both juniors in high school. It was uh, me, Damian Holmes, Malik Jackson, uh, a few other a few other big names: Wes Horton, Nick Perry, uh, and we were all at the USC Nike camp. And I remember going against Tyron Smith, uh, a guy named Colin Holmes, Matt Khalil for the Vikings. And we we're going against all these uh, big name guys, and uh, you know I won MVP. And I remember after that, you know he had a bigger, his school was bigger than mine okay. at the time. And uh, I felt like it was pretty much all love, but uh, you know it, it showed up at the end of the day. <laughs> <laughs> well, you were teammates. At yeah, that's my uh, teammate. UCLA, He's still my brother, though. Well, uh, there, there is one teammate of yours, and you probably know the answer to this, who was a higher ranked high school rec uh, recruit that year. He's a teammate of yours today. A uh, teammate of mine today. Who was that? And Nick Perry. Oh, Nick Perry was. He sure was. Uh, he was in the Army game. I remember that. 
He was the truth, huh? Yeah, he was the truth, man. I think he had like 40-something sacks in one season. Hey, Julio Jones was in that same Julio class Jones, as you? Andrew and Love, Terrell Pryor? Cam Newton, Terrell Pryor. And it, we, had a, we had a boatload of guys. The list goes on. A.J. Green, Marcel Darius. Uh, man, it's, it's, we, had, we had a class. You were in the same draft class as one of your other teammates, Jonathan Franklin, mm-hmm. uh, in 2013. So he was the fourth-round pick. Uh, and I think a lot of people were excited about Franklin, right? People get excited about oh, skill yeah, the position. Oh, yeah, the mayor. Uh, I think, you know, the proof, you know, his game spoke for itself. Uh, you know, outside of Starks and uh, Lacey, you know, his, his, I think his first real game action, you know, second half against the Bengals, if I don't recall, he had like 114 rushing yards. You know, he got a bad break when he, you know, lost the ball a couple times. But, you know, a couple years down the line, three years down the line, I mean, the situation that we're in today, you know, this to be a prime situation for uh, Jonathan Franklin. Uh, man, it's just crazy how, how you know, the game works. You know. It was that eye-opening to you because he, he returned to kickoff against the Vikings. It, it didn't look bad, right? It didn't, I mean, it didn't, it didn't look, look bad at all. It didn't look bad at all. You neck know, injury and his career's done. Yeah, you never know when your last play is coming. It's, it's like, wow, a glimpse. I, I've had a few injuries, and I've been like, man, like, like, thank you. Like, thank you, God. Like, you know, I could play another snap, but... Man, you never know when this game is going to end. You got to take full advantage of it when you can. Do you still talk to Jonathan a little oh, bit? Oh, yeah, all the time. Man, we all talk. We all talk all the time. Social media, text message, uh, and uh, sometimes when he's out here, he invite me and Brett Hundley to breakfast or lunch or you know just hang out with us. You caught a touchdown pass from Brett Hundley in college. Oh yeah, man. You remember the play like it was yesterday? Oh yeah, don't yeah, you? like it was yesterday. I brag about it all the time. <laughs> but the thing was that was like uh, we had a, a whole red zone package for me. A short, we had a short yardage package for me and a red zone package. And um, Brett Hundley, I swear to you, I, I could have won the Heisman that year <laughs> if he would have just threw me the ball. It was a few. We, played, we ran a zone read offense as well, too, the, the Oregon offense. Um, it was a few times where I had a few walk-in touchdowns, and I swear Brett pulled it. He got his <laughs> he Lamar Jackson himself, on. Huh? I'm like, Brett, man, I'm trying to win the Heisman. <laughs> like, come on, bro. Uh, I want to ask you a little bit about um, your role here with the Packers. So it it is kind of – evolved here right mm-hmm. so it, it, a kind of a hybrid position that you yeah. play now versus where you started yeah where did this come from because i remember seeing the tweet and you were somewhere and you, i think you would take a picture of a bunch of stairs like you were going to go run some stairs to get yeah, in shape was, or something uh, well i actually uh the, the crazy the crazy thing was um you know we kind of talked about it last year uh but i didn't know um you know my my, my true role here in, in green bay as far as in uh what, what was expected of me because you know i was you know, really only really being used on third down, uh, and I guess coaches was like, we got to involve Daytona, getting Daytona involved more because, you know, it was, you know, I don't want to say it, but the scheme, you get what I'm saying? But, uh, you know, the coaches knew I could, you know, I could play on the edge and play on the inside, and, you know, they gave me more role, more opportunities to show what I could do, and, uh, you know, I didn't pout about it. I didn't, you know, I didn't get mad about it. What I did was I, I took full advantage of it. I challenged myself to really get better increased my football IQ, and it, it made me a better football player at the end of the day. And at, um, like now I look, look, now I think about it, I'm like, wow, that was probably one of the best moves they, they did with me because now it gives me a more chance to be disruptive and, you know, you know, really show what I can do instead of being, you know, a one down player on third down on the inside, you know, it shows I could be on the edge on first, second down, come in on third down and rush from the inside or over the nose or even dropping the cover. So. I mean, uh, it takes a lot of discipline with being in the playbook. Um, but, uh, like I said before, I challenged myself to get better. Uh, Coach Moss has really done a great job uh, with, with coaching, coaching coaching me. And um, I've learned a lot from guys like Julius and Clay uh, 
a, a few nuances here and there, but uh, I mean, I, I love it. I actually love it, uh, and I love competing. We'll look ahead to the Colts game here in a, in a few minutes, but I, I want to go inside the helmet with you, okay? Go back to the Falcons game. Uh, the Falcons put together a pretty long drive to, to get that game-winning score on the board. It was 11 plays. It was 75 yards. You're just hoping that the defense could get a stop there. What's going on on the sidelines? What's going on in the defensive huddles at that time when they're, when they're just kind of methodically moving the ball down? Do, do the chips get down in that huddle? How, how do you manage that situation? Oh, not at all. You know, because uh, a lot, there's, there's been a lot of, a lot of times um, in these defenses that teams get the yards, they march downfield, but they can't get into the end zone. And I felt like we, got, we gave ourselves a chance to, uh, you know, to stop them from scoring and, you know, just get a field goal and, uh, you know, get the offense the ball back with, a, with, a, with a, you know, some manageable, decent – Decent amount of time. I mean, 30 seconds really ain't going to get you anything. Right, it was enough at the end of the first yeah, half. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. You know, but, hey, get a big play, march down field, kick a field, let's go to overtime, where somebody make a big play, let's go, game over, you know. But, you know, we got the best quarterback in the business, which is 12. And, uh, uh, you but, know. But is that is, is it frustrating to have that drive happen to you? Are you guys mad about it? How, emotionally, I mean, how do you feel about now, it? Uh, now, looking back at it a week later, um, you know, we can't we can't dwell on it. Uh, move on forward. We might see them again in the playoffs. You never know. Um, so, you know, we got to we got to move forward. You did have a penalty against you in that game. Oh, now, I don't want to leave this out. But I had but, two hey, penalties, not one, two. Penalties. Well, you had one where you jumped off sides, right? Yeah. And he batted the ball out of Matt Ryan's yeah, hands. Yeah. That was kind of funny. I'm sure it wasn't funny in film study. Yeah, no. But the well, other- well, actually, in film study, um, well, a lot of times people don't understand like what's going on, or like people just think like you're jumping off sides. Well, you know, there's rules. To what we can do and what we can do, and on that play, if you really look at the film, the center is moving. You know, they they, they give the the guard touches the center to give, you know, the ready count. Okay. The center bobs his head, but once he bobs his head, the rest of his body can't move. So once his body moves, he's. So that's what you're watching. That's what we're watching. So okay. When that happens, the center, the, either the ref blows that play false start, or uh, as you can see, offside. So. So the other one was kind of a cheap one, I thought. Yeah, so yeah, you, you made contact with Matt Ryan on a third down. You didn't yeah, knock him over. It looked fine. like you tried to pull up well, a little that cost, too. That cost $30,000 right there. $30,000? $30,000 fine right there. That, that's a team fine? No, that's a NFL fine. NFL fine. NFL so you, fine. you get a FedEx in the mail or something? How does that work? Oh, man, uh, you get a call. You get a call. Yeah, well, my agent called me. The NFL, I guess, called, communicated with my agent. Then my agent let me know. Then the next day. I got the letter here. So. Oh, jeez, really? Uh, yeah, man. You didn't but, even knock him over. I mean, it was crazy because I not only did I not knock him over, but you know, I, I don't know. I want, I want to hear what the rules, the referee rules, are to engage in the quarterback when, once the ball is thrown. Because I didn't even take two two steps or even one. I mean, as he threw the ball, I'm still in in stride, you know, to hit him. And uh, I get it wasn't malicious. It wasn't to knock him out, but. You know, the week before Matt Ryan yeah. comes up, so you know they're gonna they're looking at, you know. I feel like if that was Cam Newton, you would not have been flagged. Well, I want to know if all the guys been fined as hit Cam Newton's been fined thirty thousand dollars. <laughs> you know, because that's 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 what I want to know. You know, because those hits are those hits are bad compared to what you guys seen out there. And uh, I, mean, I thought it was a great read by me by reading a boot anyway in the play action, but. Uh, Late cheap hit, and I don't see that. So when you come off the field, uh, are, are are you getting hollered at? Are you getting hollered at in film study with a play nah, like that? No, nah, you know, just more of a, you know, you got to be more, you got to be smart, smart about it because I'm not, 
you know, just playing for myself. I'm letting my teammates down on the third down when I'm doing by doing that. So uh, you got to be more, you got to be a smarter player out there. I'm a smart guy, UCLA guy. So I just got to, you know, I got to know when it's when I can cross the line and when I can't. The Packers have never picked up a fifth-year option on a first-round draft choice's rookie contract. Uh, Nick Perry is a good example of that, but oh, they yeah. did bring him back, of course. Yep. Does that concern you at all? Does that bother you at all? Not at all. Uh, for me, um, you know, um, my my career has been up and down in Green Bay. I understand. I'm a grown man, and um, but I know what I bring to the table for the Packers, and I know how valuable I could be for them, especially doing some of the things that I do, and you know, uh, helping complement other other guys' game, not only myself. And I'm 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 the total team guy, and. Uh, you know, always put always put everything before myself. So that's that's the type of guy I am. So uh, I never was a I never uh, felt any type of way about it. Um, I understand uh, the business side as well as the football side of this, this game. And uh, a lot of people were hitting me up on social media. You know, you, you should be mad. A lot of people are, oh man, you're a bust. This that, and other. But hey, I'm like, sh- you know, I'm second on the D line in sacks since I've been here. You know, there's no other D lineman except for Mike Daniels. That's the money guy right there. You know. So that shows how valuable right there, you know, you know, I am to this team, just helping guys, other guys, you know, my, 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 my thing is just being disruptive as I can, mm-hmm. you know, the plays really don't matter to me. For me, it's more being disruptive because I understand if I'm being disruptive, other guys around me are going to make plays and we're all going to look good as a defense or as of right now, uh, I think right now we're number two, we're going to work our way back up to number one again and in rush defense, you know, but by Mike Daniels and Latroy being disruptive, it lets Blake Martinez and Jake Ryan scrape. You know, it lets me set the edge easier. So, you know, I'm a team guy, and uh, like I said before, I, I always love doing whatever it takes. And you know, the fifth-year option never bothered me. Um, Ted let me know clear cut, and you know, like I said before, uh, all I can do is be disruptive as I can this year. Well, it, so you said Ted let me know clear cut. Was there a meeting back in May or June that just said, "Look, we're no. not going to do this," he but? Said, yeah, keep uh, playing hard. And, you just know. play hard. Uh, don't take it any type of way. Um, don't look at this as, you know, don't look at this as being like, you know, you're not good enough because we didn't. Because, you know, in most cases, you know, a fifth-year option, you know, and where this league is going, especially where the cap is, you know, most guys ball out. Most guys become more, way more valuable than that fifth-year option. And uh, like I said before, man, I got the money. I was a first-round draft pick. Uh, I'm playing for myself now, and I'm playing for the love of the game. And uh, you know, uh, I, I love, uh, I love, I love chasing these quarterbacks, especially in Lambo. <laughs> uh, when you were in college, you earned your degree in history, uh-huh. right? So you earned your degree. I, w- I wanted to be an architect. I wanted, you, you, I wanted really. To, I wanted, I wanted to be an architect. I could, actually couldn't get into the school. Uh, it was, uh, it, con- it conflicted with football. But I was like, man, that'd be a crazy trait. They actually say like you actually went to school for architectural you know design like you're designing you know putting layouts for buildings you know i could help put some stuff together in the atrium <laughs> <laughs> but, but you do but you do have a degree right yeah i have you, a degree in uh, history so, and a minor in urban planning so what what does that mean to you what what if your family what does it mean well to you? first off a lot of people don't know this but i'm the first in my entire family to graduate from high school mom did my older brother dropped out uh my oldest sister passed away um my other sister, we were all split up. You know, uh, when I was younger, she, you know, I don't know if she was able to finish, but my sister, that's 
a year younger than, I mean, a year older than me. Me and her actually graduated from high school together. Okay. But she didn't continue on to college. I went. I was the only one in my family tree to go to college. So, you know, I, I take a lot of pride in that. Uh, my house is a UCLA home back home. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I feel like I feel like me and my wife both set, set the standard for UCLA. My wife is also a UCLA grad as well. Uh, she graduated um, with a degree in uh, anthropology, but her study is a uh, pre-med. And, um, you know, she, her study is, I mean, she's studying to be uh, become a doctor. And um, I'm, pr- I'm really proud of her. And uh, my daughter got a lot of uh, shoes to fill when she get older. What do you want to do beyond your playing career when it's all said and done? I like helping people. I like I like seeing seeing people win. Uh, I think for me, I always talk to Rob Davis. Uh, I think former long snapper. A former long snapper. I might I might have to start learning how to long snap. But uh, <laughs> I think player engagement for me, uh, being close to like players, helping guys figure it out, uh, helping you know guys stay on the right track, and. Um, you know, just being a, a, a total good person to these guys, man. Just straight player player development, player engagement. Or, you know, not only that, I always tell people, man, um, I'm going to always go back to my high school. I want to be my high school head coach. Uh, I'm a California guy. I live back home in California. Um, you can't beat that. So, <laughs> I, I mean, you know, when I'm, playing on, when, I'm, when I'm done here, I plan on being set financially. So... My goal is just to, you know, be a great person, be a great husband, and uh, be a great family man. You also started up, uh, you're credited for founding, it's on Twitter, hashtag mm-hmm. is Laced, Laced Facts. Facts. Can you uh, tell us a little oh, more yeah, about so that? Oh, yeah, so Laced Facts, man, pretty much a company, um, pretty much uh, educating inner city youth. Uh, pretty much we figured out we figured out a way. We go around, uh, we hold, put together all these camps, um, and if we bring NFL players from from all over, we brought some of the best big names from Teddy Bridgewater to Brett Hundley, myself, a lot of big names. And um, we go around, host these camps for the inner cities. It don't have to be inner city, it could be wherever. And um, uh, we rate these kids. Right now we're rating the Like It's cool because uh, I have an all-star game. We have an all-star game coming so up. So these are all kids, right? These are all kids. Yeah. But we're pretty much giving them the knowledge before – they actually get the knowledge. See, most people most people get the knowledge once they're in, once they know they're good enough. But how many people know? How many people? How many kids know? You know to actually get the knowledge before that, before they're actually in. Like how to develop, how to actually make it, how to actually earn a scholarship, how to earn your way onto even being looked at. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So we're giving these kids the knowledge um, early. Like uh, for example, my first event we had about two years ago. Um, about 1,200 kids came out. Uh, we had a panel style. Six NFL players came. You know, we told our stories. It had a rookie symposium style to where, you know, it was a Q&A. Kids can ask the guys anything they want to know, highlight tapes, everything. Then the next day we had a free camp to actually go in and show them what it took for us to get there. So we're giving these, these kids this content early. You know, they have a chance to come in follow our athletes you know, see what they're doing, and pretty much be on the same level. So now we have, uh, right now, we have a team, a Lace Facts team, a Lace Facts football team. We do training. You know, not only do we do training back home in L.A., but we have we have a football team. We have the training, and we have the, uh, just the total knowledge that we're giving these kids. So, man, it's been a pretty – It's all NFL players kind of giving back to the all community. All NFL players giving back to the community. That's real cool. And – um. Right now, man, I have about five, six kids, man. I have I have one kid, man. Probably is going to be the number one offensive tackle in the draft. 
coming out in probably in a, in a few years, man. This kid is only in the ninth grade. This kid is already six six, three ten. Jeez. And he's an animal. I'm like, man, like you know, you you take a kid. I I seen guys like this in high school all the time. But now you come in and you take these kids and you get these kids this knowledge. Now in four years, watch where this guy is at compared yeah. to somebody a kid that wouldn't have got the knowledge. You know what I'm saying? So. It's, it's blowing up. It's really big right now. It's videos all online. You can look my name up on YouTube uh, and look up Lace Facts. There's so many different videos. It's, it's, it's a great thing. So check it out. Uh, if you want more information for your kid, if you're listening as an athlete, uh, follow us on Instagram um, and gain the knowledge. It's going to be real big. Uh, right now we're working to get an all-star game. We're ranking all the, we're ranking all the youth. Right now, across America, across the nation, right now, before they even step into high school. So when these kids step into high school, people already know who they are. These kids are all-star team. So we're ranking the best kids from, from the east and the best kids from the west. Right now, we already got the west locked down, so now we have to do the east. And then next year, we're trying to get a venue, hopefully Dallas Stadium, or hopefully uh, somewhere back home, Home Depot, StubHub. We can host this event. But it's going to be big. A lot, of, a lot of people has already agreed to it. A lot of big wigs has already... Agreed to seeing this happen. A lot of kids is fanatic, fanatic about it right now, so we're excited. That's cool. Uh, it's your fourth year in the league. Mm-hmm. What has been the low point, do you believe, of your career so far in Green the, Bay? I think the low point uh, uh, was me getting in trouble. <laughs> me getting in trouble uh, two years ago. So you had a one-game suspension. One-game suspension. So it was after the NFC Championship game lost to Seattle. After the loss to the NFC uh, game championship, just landed, just landed in Green Bay, hanging out, friends get get pulled over, you know, you know what they say, you get pulled over, you know, with someone in there, you know, in, you know, in the wrong, you're in the wrong as well too. So that was my bad decision I made. That's 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 story from my from my mouth right there and. uh you know, I try not to go really into too much depth in a, about that situation, but you know, uh, I took I took the the rap as just being uh, even being even being there. So uh, I learned from that. Uh, I let a lot of people down, but I feel like I gained a lot of the most. I mean, I've gained my trust back by the people I love most and the people that love me most. So you know, I had to I had to realize uh, because for me, man, I hate my character being questioned. You know, because I'm such a great guy and I love. I love people and I love doing things for people and not just doing things for myself, but, you know, how how do I help others, you know, and how do I help myself and, you know, I always put other people first. So when my question, when my character is questioned, you know, I'm, I'm always like, that's like, that hit, that hit a soft spot for me. So, uh, you know, I took that, I took it hard, you know, because I was like, you know, I wonder how people are going to look at me now forever. Now when they Google my name, they're going to see that. So I was just like, you know, I, I take it as an L. I learned from that mistake. I was a young guy. I was twenty, what, twenty-four years old, and uh, you know, it won't happen again. And before you were a father too, right? Yeah, I mean, I things father, definitely change when you, you know, become a father. A stuff and you know, uh, you know, being in the league, sometimes you forget that you're you're untouchable and that you know you you uh, you can actually get in trouble. So you know, that was my moment. <laughs> I learned from it. And shoot, it won't never happen again for me. Well, let's uh, let's finish up on a positive note here. Oh, yeah, let's course, look ahead to uh, another home game here against the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, you got Andrew Luck and crew coming to town here, and it seems like guys are starting to come back. And you're yeah. on the practice field today, right? And you're starting to see more of those guys who were standing on the sidelines back on oh, the practice everybody's field. Everybody's trying to get back. You know, uh, it's a big year for us, and we understand where we lie right now. And uh, you know, we have a chance to turn this season all the way, completely all the way around. And uh, 
you know, we're right now we're positive, but you know, we could we could we could be a lot better and uh we just gotta keep competing hard and uh keep finding these adverse situations and uh playing big for one another. It seems like Anytime there's a loss, it seems like the defense and guys like Mike Daniels yourself are saying, hey, look, we got to get better. we got to get to the quarterback, take the pressure off the offense. It seems like the offense is saying, we got to make life easier for our defense, right? No, not <laughs> at all. You know, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a mutual thing. And uh, I feel like it's more, you know, for the defensive guys, you know, for, for, for your core that you're in there with, I feel like it's more like, what can I do to help my teammates, you know, make plays? Because if you're doing that, plays are going to fall right to you. You know, and uh, I think that's the the biggest way to make, you know, that's the biggest way to be a a successful defense. Do you guys feel like you can be that top ten defense or top five defense? I think we are right now a top ten defense. Uh, You know, now how do we we go down the second half of the season? Can only get better, right? Only Only trying to go to the top. You got Super Bowl dreams, I know that. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. That, that's part of the beauty of playing in Green Bay, though, oh, right? Man, I mean, yeah, every so year. I've been, I mean, every year I've been to the playoffs. I've been blessed to go have twelve and go to the playoffs every year. And um, man, that's that 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 Seahawks loss. That I, I will never forget that one because I know that was the year we were gonna th- we had it. But you know, we can't look back and dwell. We gotta uh, we gotta uh, we gotta push forward because man, it's like I said, we're we're looking forward to being in Houston this year and. Uh, you know, whoever's, whoever don't believe us, uh, we believe each other. But it's the taste in your mouth after a loss like that, or even against Arizona. Oh, yeah, That's got to fuel the fire yeah, a little it's, bit. It's, it, fuel, it always fuels the fire, man, but we, we, we play for one another in here. And the, and the good thing is that we have another chance to do it again. So uh, we can't overlook any teams getting get in there to Houston. we gotta, you got to fight every, every game, every play from here on out. Final question. I know you ran track in high school. 100, 100 meters, 200 meters, and 400 meters? One, two, and four. So uh, you were 6'4", 235, running the six, 400 four, meters? 6'4", 230, 400. Uh, my, my best 400 time, I ran a 50 flat. Okay. I ran a, a 50 flat. My best 100 time, I ran 11-1, and my 200 time was 22-47. You're a scary man coming around that track. Oh, yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. See, I always tell people I ran track, and they're like, man, did you throw? I'm like, <laughs> no, do you see me now? I'm like I'm 275 pounds now, and I'm six four, so I don't look, you know, I don't look like a bigger guy. I right. always look skinny. Yeah, but you know? lining up next to the other quarter milers, man, that you're oh, you're, yeah. you're, you're, you're oh, a big yeah. cat. <laughs> I used to love it though. I used to love it though, man. I used to get learnt left, but when it came time for me to compete with defense, other defensive linemen, O linemen, I was always the best, the fastest tester. I was always the strongest. I was always the most explosive. Always the most explosive athlete. So, you know, for all you high school athletes out here listening, make sure you run track. No matter how big you are, <laughs> make sure you run track. That is the secret to success. A lot of kids don't get spring training, and they don't, a lot of kids don't get spring training. A lot of kids don't have those type of programs. Right. So you need for us. A lot of people don't understand when we come from spring training. That's all the type of stuff we're doing is track workouts and getting faster, getting our hamstrings stronger. You know, you're in high school. You need to be running track. If you play football or basketball, you need to be running track. Amen to that. I did track in college, so I can say oh, yeah, amen to yeah. that. Absolutely. He is uh, Dayton Wayne Jones. He made it through very senior. challenging <laughs> senior. He made it through <laughs> challenging situations uh, growing up and uh, earned a degree in history at UCLA. Congratulations on Thank all you your so success, much. Dayton. Thank you for having me. I always appreciate you. I already know.